Welcome to the Small Business Surgeon Podcast, the show where we dissect the businesses of top producers, examine their growth strategies, and share with you the bare bones of their success. I am your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm glad you're here. Let's operate. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Small Business Surgeon. I'm Sam and I am super happy today to be with another Apex brother of mine, Mr. Matthew Condra. Matthew, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me here. It, it's it's an honor to be on this show. Uh, really excited to be here and, and chat business and chat everything with you today dude thank you and uh, i'm sure the listeners are going to get a lot out of this one today now you are the owner and founder of the matty k travel group up in uh, i can't pronounce this I, I meant to ask you before we went live what does that say wanta yeah there's a little bit of a new york accent in there but it's wanta <laughs> new york uh, over here on long island we're, we're about 30 minutes east of new york city dude i love your accent um, Thank you I, very much. And, I get to, and yours as well. But it's like talking to a guy from a movie. It's great. I'm like straight up gangster movie here. So you've obviously um, you know, got something of a journey. You don't just wake up and uh, own a, a travel agency. So tell us and tell my listeners a little bit about your history and uh, how you got to where you're at right now, man. Well, it, it, it almost did happen where I woke up and just one day <laughs> poof, owned a travel agency. It, it literally almost happened that way. Uh, my background has nothing to do with travel other than the fact that I loved to travel. My wife loved to travel. Mm -hmm. uh, my background is actually that I've been a paramedic for the police department here in New York uh, on Long Island uh, since 2005. Uh, I had the opportunity in uh, 2015 to move areas where I had worked to mm -hmm. uh, not a, such a busy area. And I took a little bit of my passion for travel and love of traveling and, and getting out and experiencing. And I got into the travel industry kind of on accident, doing a little bit of uh, selling of Disney vacations on the side. Yeah. And it kind of literally overnight, just because I was this known guy within my circle and friends and everybody started coming to me for travel that it became just, it just exploded into uh, literally, when well, you said I woke up one day and, <laughs> and, and next thing I knew I, I was so overwhelmed with travel that uh, I was growing exponentially. I, I partnered with somebody, which is something we'll talk about. Uh, you know, I brought uh, other uh, travel agents on uh, to work with me. And I actually, while this was going on and I was starting to grow, I suffered a career ending injury at work. Oh man. I, uh, I broke my back and broke my leg. Um, was not what I had expected to have happen. And uh, with that, it gave me a lot of time uh, literally sitting around to uh, become this mastermind and grow my business, uh, learn very quickly the, the good, the bad, the indifferent about the business, and uh, all doing so while I was rehabbing a broken back and a broken leg. And here we are now, 2021. Uh, I've learned a lot. I've been burned. I've been uh, had a lot of successes, a lot of failures, and don't have that traditional uh, sales background. I don't have that traditional business background. A lot of this was learning trial by fire and learning and having people around me, like you know, like people in the Apex group and belong to another group called Arte, and mm -hmm. people really helping grow and take me under their wing and and not take advantage of, of my ignorance in business and really help me grow. 
Yeah, I hear that. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of that around. Man, that's a really interesting story because you've come a different path to becoming an entrepreneur, but uh, you've made it work. That's uh, that's really really cool, man. Um, so, talk us through. So you've you've got this uh, you got this side hustle, and then all of a sudden it becomes a necessity. Now you know selling sunshine and living in New York that sounds relatively straightforward, um, but I bet it wasn't, was it? <laughs> It definitely is not. And not only are you selling, um, you know, travel and you're, you're com- competing against other travel advisors, you're competing against your big box stores, Expedia, Costco, uh, every discount website and trying to get people to uh, build their trust with them to see that, hey, it's not all what it's cut out to be when you go on to XYZ website. And next thing you know, you're in Mexico and they've oversold your hotel. You don't have transfers from the airport. Uh, what you saw online really isn't what it is. Mm-hmm. And yet you can utilize a travel advisor like myself who has no vested interest in selling one particular property over another, but I'm going to sell you a property and send you somewhere where I would send my own family or I've been to personally and I would stake my reputation on. And it's tough. It's a tough market. And this was pre-COVID and the world shutting down. And I had just gotten to the point of my business exploding and then literally overnight it was all just taken away especially yeah. in the travel industry yeah that had to be rough man um we'll touch on covid here in a minute but um just explain a little bit what a travel advisor do does because man when when i book a vacation i haven't booked that money because uh, I'm, I'm kind of addicted to this uh, this thing they call uh, entrepreneurship but when i do book a vacation it's such a pain in the ass You've got to click and find a hotel, and then you you might be reading reviews here and there, and shit might not add up. Then you've got to click and find flights, and then you've got to click and find a car and a connection. And tell me a little bit about you know what the role of the travel advisor is, and what I could expect if I used one. Well, it's exactly what it says right now. You know, we are your advisor. You know, just like somebody would go and use a insurance advisor or a broker for that, or somebody who might use a business coach or any of those things. As a travel advisor, my job is to, you tell me what you want, where you want to go. I am going to build that package for you. And it could be as intricate to some people want to know down to the minute from the second they get on that plane to the second they get back home, they want an itinerary built out. And then there's some that just, I just need to get away. I don't care where it is. Send me away. So by using a travel advisor, and there's some who will charge a nominal fee, especially if you're getting into things like destination weddings, Mm -hmm. uh, big honeymoons, corporate groups, Uh, there's fees involved. And then there's some that uh, really don't charge much more than what you're going to pay if you go on the internet. Right. But I'm going to provide you that, uh, that service of finding you the hotels and getting through all the BS of of the, the reviews. Everybody knows when you go online, reviews, nobody's running after a great vacation. Nobody's running to the airplane to say, I've got to get online and I've got to write this great review. But somebody has a pissy, bad experience. They're running to the internet to complain about it. They're in the moms and dads groups. Whether it's about a business, it's about a a hotel. And they're there. So our our reviews online are are very subjective, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. Where I can say, hey, I, I, I was at this property a week ago. This is what the food is like. This is what you can expect. As a New Yorker, uh, we're here on Long Island. We like our food. We like our Italian food. We like our Chinese food. You're not going to go down to the Caribbean and get Italian food like you're going to get on Long Island. Right. You're not going to get barbecue food like you're going to get from Texas. I'm not going to expect that, though. 
That's funny you say that because they say the same thing in Spain when they review restaurants. The British will, will fly to Spain and they'll complain they can't get fish and chips. And I'm like, you're in Spain, lads. You know, that's not what you should be expecting. <laughs> that, that's exactly it. But when you're a foodie and we call them, you know, whether you're a resort snob, a food snob, that's what you want. You want that five-star experience, but you want it with the Big Mac budget Yeah, a lot of times. No, I, and I totally trying understand. to differentiate between what you're getting for. Yes, I, I can get you those flights. Yeah, they're cheaper. But when you're looking at basic economy and you're not leaving town till 4 p.m., getting to the resort till 11 p.m., maybe that's why me as a travel advisor, I'm going to find you that 7 a.m. flight, mm -hmm. get you in at 11 a.m. and you're on the beach by noon. Perfect. So that, that's a that's a big difference about one of the things that we're able to, you know, sort between and. Uh, we find a lot in the travel industry and just in any business. A lot of times people are not looking at the big picture. They're just looking at that end number. They're right. looking at what that number is at the end of the page and being like, oh, I, this is so much more expensive than I saw online. And I can't tell you how many people they get quote after quote from us. They say, thanks so much, Matt. They book something on their own. Six months later, I see them and I saw their pictures on Facebook. I'm like, oh, how was your trip? And <laughs> like, oh, I wish we would have used you. We were stuck in the airport. We didn't have a transfer. The hotel oversold us. The pictures weren't what they appeared to be. And that's that's anything you buy online. Yeah, but you know, now there's you, nothing wrong with buying something online, but you you need to know what you're getting. Now you got a client for life. <laughs> Absolutely. Definitely. Every, every single time. So is that is that where your passion for this business came from then? Did you have a couple of bad experiences and say, you know what, I can do this better? Or, or how did that come about? I, I think it wasn't as much having a bad experience. Of course, we've all had bad experiences traveling and ended up in a crappy hotel. Mm -hmm. It was more about providing a level of service and providing that trust that I would expect for anybody who's dealing with my own family in, in whatever that might be that, especially when people are getting on an airplane, there's anxiety involved in it. There's stress. You're going to a foreign country. People are going to you know Spain, Italy for the first time from you know here in the States it's nerve wracking. And, and this new thing of using like Airbnb or VRBO, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But just nightmare stories about that also. And, and you get to a foreign land, and you're, you don't know what you're getting other than a couple of pictures that you saw on the internet. And it's mm -hmm. kind of like internet dating, it's speed dating, you know, you, <laughs> the, the pictures that you see on the internet sites are definitely not what's showing up in the restaurant for, for that first date many of times. Yeah, yeah, they're all, all using that angle and holding the phone above them and looking up. Absolutely. <laughs> a little Photoshop there on the double chin. Uh, we all do it. So, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I ended up in Paris one time and I thought I had a pretty good uh, grasp of French, but uh, I, I definitely could have used a little professional help um, over there. You, you, you don't realize just how... Uh, how fast things move when they're being thrown at you in uh, in another language. So when you started this business, was it something that you were afraid to fail at? Was it something you were forced to do because of this illness? Uh, sorry, this injury. Or how did you uh, how did you go from this is my side hustle to hey, this is my full time thing and this can really be a thing for me? Um, I, it, like I said, it happened on accident, and once the seeing the business become successful mm -hmm. and then obviously there's a revenue stream coming in it's like oh wait a second this is really cool wait i don't have to work overtime or my wife doesn't have to work nine days a week to 
you know, work overtime and my wife's an emergency room nurse. And that's mm -hmm. obviously how we met. You know, she was chasing me around the emergency room, begging me to go on a date. So it was. We're, we're going to have to corroborate that with her. <laughs> uh, well, well, well she, she, I'm, I'm sure she has the same understanding that I have of uh, how, how our dating started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it, it kind of just, it, it evolved and it became, holy cow, like here's, here's this very, I'm, I'm successful. And some of it had to do with, you know, core values and providing a level of service and providing good service to your clients. And it kind of all happened around the same time I got hurt. And it, you know, stars aligned. I, I'm a firm believer in things happen for a reason. Mm -hmm. um, things happen for us, not to us. You know, that's something Ed Milet says all the time. Yes, sir. And it is. Um, it was a blessing. And, and I had some, some trip ups in the beginning, you know, trusting people to help me with the business and, and, and taking advantage and, and betraying that trust. It's something I think everybody in, in, in business or entrepreneurship uh, experiences at some point, you think you can trust somebody and have that uh, relationship and it's just boom, they, they, you know, kick in the, in the groin and you're done. <laughs> there, there's always, in my experience, there's always gaps evolve in partnerships. You may start off equally with equal intent, um, but it always seems to end up that, that one pulls harder than the other. One business partner evolves and grows, and the other business partner remains static, and, and things don't ever seem to uh, to work out um, unless you've got really great shared core values. So a, a lot of entrepreneurs make that same mistake, man. Um, they really do. So what did you learn from having a, having a business partner then? Uh, it, it's, uh, unless they're invested in it, the same amount financially, unless they have the same work ethic. And I can say that, uh, I've been known to have a pretty strong work ethic. You mm -hmm. know, I'm up every day at 5am. I'm asleep around midnight every night. And I, I still, I have three, I have three little kids. So it's, it's that juggle of, uh, father, um, entrepreneur, business owner, husband, uh, maintaining a house, maintaining, you know, I, I have 40, in, you know, uh, sub employees that work for our agency. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's a lot uh, learning from it that unless they're invested in it, and, and you can see it now that the blinders are off. Yeah, now that I'm looking for it. And once you see it, you can tell right away whether somebody's in it for real or they're just in it to make a quick couple of bucks and and drain 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 you and just move on and, mm -hmm. and screw you at some point like i said i think everybody in business has experienced something similar that somebody's had ill intentions no matter what they might be i i think that and you know you have to learn from your mistakes and i think we all i think we all do that in business yeah amen i think that's uh that's definitely something that we, we've all made mistakes and we all have to uh, to stand up and uh, and say, hey, maybe this maybe this isn't working. Maybe I'm putting in a little bit too much here. And then you've got the pain of that uh, that separation, um, especially a lot of guys make the mistake. They go 50-50 partners straight off the bat. And then there's, uh, there's never a reciprocal amount of effort. You tend to find one partner will always work more than the, uh, more than the next. So let's jump forward a little bit to... Uh, a year ago, March of 2020. <laughs> so two weeks, two weeks to flatten the curve. Uh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that because obviously COVID uh, has had a massive effect on uh, pretty much every small business that I can think of. Um, but travel and hospitality, uh, two two of the hardest hit. Um, you know, before you answer, 
We in real estate experienced an immediate shutdown. Um, my company was out of business for three to four weeks um, without really having any understanding of what was going on. And when it picked back up, now because of the interest rates and because of people moving to Texas from other states, we are actually in the hottest market it's ever been in. And COVID forced me to restructure my business. It forced me to look at my expenses. It forced me to examine some of the things that was going wrong. And now I'm sitting on the back of the most successful real estate company I've I've could have dreamed to have owned. And one of the things that caused that was the fact that there was abundant money and abundant demand for the product we were selling. And so I look at vacations and I say, you know what? There's a little bit more money kicking about because people haven't been going out to restaurants. They've not been spending as much. They've been working from home. They've not been commuting. Is that demand starting to pick back up? What have you seen in the vacation industry from the start of COVID to now? Um, well, to, well to, to roll back the tapes to 2020, and ironically, I remember vividly, I had just taken the family. We were away at uh, Hard Rock Punta Cana. I was there with my in-laws, uh, my three children, and my wife, and we start hearing this buzz about COVID, and coronavirus. Mm -hmm. and, and like I mentioned, uh, my background being a paramedic, my wife's you know, the assistant manager of an emergency room, all this buzz is going on. We have to cut our trip a little short. We're home. Same thing we hear. Boom. Two weeks, flatten the curve. And it's crisis mode here at home for, for me in two respects of I have this business that everybody needs to cancel their trips. Right. Um, it's, it's massive, just cancellations, millions of dollars in cancellations. And then I have my wife, walking into a, literally a war zone into one of the hardest hit emergency rooms in New York. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, they, they saw her on, on the news. Everybody was seeing Elmhurst Hospital in Queens was all over the news. And then right after that was my wife's hospital right on the Queens-Nassau border. And literally to her wearing hazmat suits that I had trained in, you know, on, in the street to her doing it, coming home, decontaminating, worrying about it to um, you know, family members who are police officers getting sick with it, to their family getting sick. Uh, and all the while, now I'm home, we're trying to protect our children. We're trying to, you know, because we didn't know at the time. It was, of course, it was an yeah. un unknown virus. Well, we, we, and, had, we had people dropping dead in the streets on video. You know, I mean, yeah. we had every right to be scared, man. Yeah, and some of that came from, nobody knew how to treat this. And, and if we look back now, we we didn't know how to treat the illness then and we do now and that's why i think the, the mortality rate is so much better and and the healthcare workers they've done that you know the diligence to research it um but come 2020 i mean it was two weeks okay we're, we're we're shutting the world down for two weeks we'll cancel some trips a month later next thing you know it, it's more and more and then next thing you know it is here we are a year later and um you know, it, it was millions of dollars in, in lost revenue. Um, we had friends, family, uh, our clients who had destination weddings planned, canceled, rescheduled, and then canceled again. Um, you know, the industry, hospitality, travel, um, tourism, nobody knew how to all of a sudden refund billions upon billions of dollars and people wanted their money instantly. Right. It was... Right. There was a, a, I want my money and I want it now. And if you don't give it to me, I'm doing a chargeback and I'm writing a negative review about you and I am going to destroy you on social media. And nobody had ever experienced this. Right. You know? And right. that's not just our business. And it's something that obviously 
we we pivoted and we we were able to overcome that and then we saw come summertime everybody's like i need to get the hell out of the house i need to get away Mm -hmm. i need to get away from my wife my kids i need to go away with whoever the friends are going away everybody needed to get out healthcare workers needed to get a break they were working seven days a week 18 hour days uh so we started focusing our business on those healthcare workers who were able and allowed to travel and to travel safely. And I was one of the first travel advisors on the ground in Cancun when the world reopened. We were down there to see what are the, what are the procedures, what are the protocols, what are the safety measures in place, and is it safe to go here? Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we did. And um, I thought it was safe enough that my wife and I, we actually brought our three daughters to Cancun for two weeks in August. So the demand exploded again. And then right, by, right. Um, I think it was by Labor Day, I couldn't keep up. I was, I mean, we were still reeling from cancellations and whatnot, and we didn't know what was going on, but the demand to travel was incredible. And within a month, all of a sudden, numbers started creeping back up again. You know, you, you watch the news and uh, I, don't, I don't do politics, but I, I think a lot of this was political. Yeah, yeah. What was going on? I think we all do at this point. Yeah, at at this point, if whatever your political beliefs are, if at this point you don't see that there's politics involved in this, um, then then you're then you're blind. Mm -hmm. But uh, we lost. uh, We all of a sudden, as soon as the business picked right back up, we lost it right again. It was all of a sudden. It's that that fear again, and and um, fear sells newspapers, man. Oh, yes, it does. It, mm-hmm. it sells newspapers, but it doesn't sell vacations. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we were lucky in the fact that we, I was doing the complete opposite. As, as travel agencies were closing down in 2018, 2019, condensing, excuse me, becoming a home-based business, I was, I was bucking the system and I was opening a storefront. I opened the storefront in 2019. Everybody thought I was crazy. Everybody thought I was out of my mind. And that became part of the most successful part of my business by doing exactly what everybody told me not to do. Mm-hmm. Because all the people in the industry who had been here for 30, 40 years, now nah, you don't need that work from home, work from home. Guess what? No, we still need it. And that helped so much. But then come 2020 and COVID hit. And we were very lucky to have a landlord that actually offered us an out to our, our, uh, our lease. We were mm-hmm. able to move our stuff into storage and and not have to bleed that cash because we, right. we couldn't have we couldn't have clients coming in we couldn't do face to face and we had no revenue stream coming in we were you know like insurance and other industries if you're not selling and <laughs> people aren't traveling you're not making money mm-hmm. so yeah that uh, happened that happened to us we just we just had to keep paying rent unfortunately <laughs> exactly yeah so we, we were very lucky in that respect and ironically in the last 48 hours the storefront that i had where I had that office, they just came back to me and they said, Matt, do you want to move back in? So we're now trying to make that decision. Am I going to buck the system again and, and go back into the, to the, to the storefront? But now the business world has changed where it's not as normal to go in and sit down with somebody right now, whether it's for insurance or the bank or travel it's, or any of those things. It's not. And, and that's, that's a weird shift that we've seen. You know, Before COVID, I would insist on wet ink on all of my documents. I'd go meet my clients, we'd sign, and either they'd come up to, to my office or I'd go meet them at a coffee shop or, or their house or wherever, and we'd, we'd put wet ink on everything. And now yep. it's all done through DocuSign. Um, I'm available on the phone or by Zoom if they want to go over it, but they're comfortable not meeting me. 
they are comfortable doing everything over Facebook and everything over Zoom, which is the, the strangest thing in the world to me because, you know, we're, I'm, I'm selling a house for a couple right now that I've never met. Got uh, yeah. Zoom calls and listing documents, and uh, they don't live in the house, and it's just, it's the strangest thing. But one thing I think that um, the reason, I, I'm very happy that we've got our office still, is it gives us that, that validation within the community. And I think, you know, especially if I'm going to see a travel agent, or travel advisor, sorry, if that guy has an office in the community and he's kept that office through COVID and he's now reopening that office, that to me provides a lot of validation. It says, this guy's not going to rip me off. I, I know where to find him. He's not He's yep. not going to run away. He's not going to take my money. So uh, maybe look at uh, seeing if that investment in, in that office is worth it for you, man, because uh, it, it would definitely validate you. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the things. And, and, and I am lucky that um, being so well known in the community, I am. Uh, I'm also on the board of uh, directors for the local chamber of commerce. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm out there. I'm, I'm in the community. I'm out there, you know, boots on the ground, whether it was, you know, for my business or helping to grow just a small business in the community. And, mm -hmm. and that's a, a big part of it. And, and you're right. A validation. It, it is important to have that uh, that home base. And I was, I, people thought I was crazy, but, you know, somebody would come to me and say, Matt, you know, and this was pre-COVID, uh, we want to plan a honeymoon to Italy. Okay, uh -huh. I'm going to show up with a nice Italian bottle of red wine, and we're going to plop down, and we're going to build an itinerary for you, and we'll have a couple of bottles of wine, we'll, we'll, we'll enjoy it, and, and that was that personal touch that I brought uh, pre-COVID that I want to bring back and trying to find that way, because there is that lost connection over Zoom, and we're, yes. we're all Zoomed out, we're all... And it works. It's great. I mean, we're I, zooming. I we're zooming right now. Exactly. <laughs> it, it's um, it, it's definitely a great thing, but there's that personal touch, that personal connection that's missed in um, in that human interaction, that in person interaction is definitely lost somewhere in there. And you know, if I'm being honest, I actually miss that. You know, I miss sitting across my client's coffee table from them and showing them where to sign and walking them through stuff. I, I do miss that. And, you know, it's, it's getting out of the office and traveling around. And I think that I think that what COVID's done is enable us to to move a little more uh, in the in the way of technology, but still establish some kind of happy medium to where we've got a little bit of best of both worlds in that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, and I think that there does have to be that happy medium between in person, but we can we don't have to get on an airplane, you know, for a five minute meeting anymore. No, I think that that's something that that does hurt the travel industry. And that does, you know, hurt some things within business. And, and there is something to be said, I have gotten on a plane even since COVID uh, for a day trip, I have gotten on a plane, flown to a location for a business meeting to sign a contract with a, a corporate group that wanted to travel. And I needed to make that trip because there was something that they needed to see, especially when you're a corporation or a company or even a big family that's doing a destination wedding, that handshake, you know, mm -hmm. we'll say that, you know, the fist bump now in post-COVID <laughs> world, but, but whether or not there was a handshake enough, but that, that personal interaction, there's still something to be said in business about it. And, and that's something, you know, we, we look at Apex and, you know, they're down there in Texas, they're, they're doing their Friday meetings, they're, they're doing their break break. Uh, I haven't been down to one yet. I actually, with another business group, I put something together in January where there was 15 of us we met actually at a resort in Mexico. Mm -hmm. And there was so much value that you get from, yes, we can all sit on Zoom and we can all be around, but there's something to be said around having a couple of drinks, putting your feet up, 
in a warm location, you know, and, and sort of those walls come down a little bit. Yeah, and, yeah, for and, sure. And it definitely helps. I was a part of uh, Zach Babcock's podcast and mastermind in uh, in Florida okay. this January. Yep. And, you know, the, the conversations you have on Zoom, I'm, I'm still, I, I talk to the same guys on Zoom, but the stuff we managed to unpack um, after hours when everybody was sitting on the back patio with their drink of choice, it's, it's, definitely, uh, it's definitely worth meeting up in, uh, in person, you know. So you had, uh, before COVID, pre-COVID, you mentioned you were at uh, 40 um, independent advisors working with you. Is that right? So yes. Yep. Now you're looking at uh, 2021. We're looking at having a little bit of extra money and people are uh, cooped up and they're, they're ready to travel. What are the plans for the future of your company look like, man? How are you going to get there? Um, the, the future of the company is, uh, like you said, you know, there's a little bit of money. I, luckily, um, I, I've been smart with, with our money and we were able to put some money aside. And, and although we took a major hit in COVID, uh, we still have some money to invest for the future. Uh, you know, growing and building out the website, the social media presence, uh, taking our connections within our, our business community because so much of business travel has basically evaporated. That's true. That yeah. There's there still is a need for that group business training, like we talk about a group of, of business people, entrepreneurs, uh, business coaches going away, whether it's a small, um, you know, a conclave or a small business powwow, as we would say, mm-hmm. and getting away and really focusing on that, focusing on family travel. I could say that in the past two weeks, I have been so incredibly busy at work. Um, I changed instead of being up at 5am, I'm up at 430. I'm, I'm working, grinding through uh, till midnight, 1am and getting quotes out constantly The follow up. People want to travel. Uh, people are a little bit more hesitant to spend their money, their money that they've they've socked away. They want to know that they're getting a good value for it. And uh, but 2022, 2021, the rest is continue to grow and 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 grind it out. And I, I think if we continue to provide that great level of service, have those core values of not being that quote unquote, pardon my friend, scumbag, typical salesman, <laughs> which is out there. And we, we, we're all out there. And there's times we've got to play the sales move, but just providing good service to people and not being a jerk Absolutely. is really, I think, what sets us apart and, and putting, making that person not just a number, not just a transaction. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a family, that's somebody, that money to them is, is, is a lot. And I always say that. I said, your, your, your vacation is an investment. You know, especially when I talk about, you know, insuring that investment, you know, taking a travel insurance and, and I look at every time a family comes in and wants to go away, that, that's, that could be my family. That could be my wife, my kids. I want them to not be screwed over, not be taken advantage of and really be treated like their family. And that's kind of what we stand for with everything that we do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as we're traveling and as, as we're all gearing up for our vacations this year, Give us a top tip for traveling. What is one thing we should look out for in uh, in booking a vacation? Uh, the no- the number one thing is the price and what's included. You know, we we go online and we look at pictures, and I can tell you now, ninety percent of the time, the pictures you see online are not real pictures. They're stock photos. They're taken five years ago, and then you look online and you get a price, and you know 
Is it basic economy flights? Is it everything is is a bait and switch? And I don't want to say everything is a bait and switch, but a lot of times you go online and you're doing the search, and that's the same thing. If you're looking for car insurance, if you're looking mm-hmm. for, you know, um, uh, an online coach to help you with with your your health and wellness, unless you're really connecting with that person, you can go online and see these big box, like I call them big box stores. Unless you're really getting to the nitty gritty, and that person, you you're talking to that person, and they're explaining it to you. It might not be the least expensive. You know, you could find, I could send you to, you know, you see it all. I see it every time I turn on YouTube, you know, mm-hmm. five nights, four nights, you know, four days in Cancun uh, for one ninety nine. Meanwhile, you're spending half the time in a timeshare meeting or you're eating food that's inedible. You couldn't, and, pay, you couldn't pay me to go to Cancun for $199. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and I always break it down as you get what you pay for. And that's Absolutely. anything in life. Mm-hmm. If, if you want the cheap, you're going to get cheap. If you want a good value, it, it does it does cost a little bit. Money. There's some great deals to be had right now. There really are. Um, airfare is starting to creep up a little bit. Hotels are pretty steady. But there's some deals to be had. And if you think of the value um, of, of what's out there, it, it's still a great value. It's safe. All of these, whether it's domestic, it's international. You know, Granted, the, the U.S. Uh, residents, we can't go to the EU right now. That, that's a tough thing right now, mm-hmm. uh, which is killing the economy in, in Europe is we can't go over there. We, we can't. Um, is knowing, knowing the value of what, what you're getting. Uh, you know, I preach about that constantly. And um, I think moving forward, you know, 10 years ago, people were saying the travel agent was dead. And now more right. than ever, you know, I, I have a, a team of, of uh, advisors going to Cancun on Sunday to boots on the ground. Literally, we have team members every month, you know, Mexico, the Dominican Republic, Jamaica, our big islands, you know, that we send clients to. We have Florida agents constantly checking Disney, Universal, Miami, all the places, all, all the key places that people are going. And to know and be able to say, you know, somebody can pick up the phone and call my office right now and say, hey, Matt, I, w- I want to go to this resort. And I'm going, oh, listen, not yet. They're not open yet. Mm-hmm. You go online and these online places are taking your money. And I get that a lot. You know, they take your money for a room that's not available. They And, and, and I don't want to make it sound like every online place is bad. It's not. It's, it's just we provide that personalized service of just like you as a real estate advisor. Anybody can go on. You know, you can buy a car now online without even yeah. talking to a, a car salesman. And, and granted, you know, I think the car industry as a whole or, you know, just like, you know, they get a bad rap and there are bad people in the industry. And that's any industry. There's good and bad. Yeah. Um, I, I've got a lot of experience in the car uh, business. And uh, I even owned a car dealership. It was the first, uh, first big business I ever built. And what you find with the Internet is it's leveled the playing field. Um, it's, it's impossible to lie. It's impossible to cheat. You cannot steal. Um, now, you know, you're still going to have some dealerships that will do some shady stuff, but most of the big name brands are now pretty, uh, pretty straight up. They're pretty squared away. And the, uh, you'll find that the, the, the car business definitely earned their reputation. Um, but most of it, most of the big groups now are working their way out of it. Uh, the internet's absolutely leveled the playing field. I can go buy the same car here for the same price. It's all about the service, and yep. it's the same with the vacation. You know, I would much rather pay a few hundred bucks extra and use a fellow like you and have my email full of itinerary and be ready to go than sit there and try and figure it out. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I had a client uh, message me. I guess about twenty minutes before we got on, and mm-hmm. he landed in uh, an island, and he's like, "Matt, uh, what, what do I do?" And I'm like, "Okay, open up the app, take a look." 
there's your car service. Everything's there for you. You know, it's mm -hmm. in an app. It's, you know, you can communicate with me, you know, over text message. You can call me. Everybody, we have a 24 hour answering service. And, and you're right. It's, it's the same thing in travel. It's the same thing in car. I could give you a price for a vacation and then you're going to look online and say, oh, okay. And I always say this, if my price is thousands of dollars off versus what you're finding online, either there was an inventory issue and the pricing is, is a little off or somewhere in the mix, something's missing or mm -hmm. something's not right. And that it's, it's the same thing in travel. It keeps you honest. You know, you can go Absolutely. online and I can, I can pretty much price match anything you find from the, the online companies or, you know, any of these wholesale places. It's, is the price maybe $50, $100 more, or there's a fee involved? Absolutely, because I built you a customized itinerary, you know, that that took 20 hours of my time away from my family. Yeah, people have to, you know, you got to pay for that. It's a service. Absolutely. And, and, and sometimes that's forgotten. But I think for the most part, now seeing the, we're back to the value of that personalized touch, that personalized service, we're back to it. Like, just like you're seeing in real estate, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's needed. It really is to, to get through all the, the BS that you, you get online. You know, you do a, a search online. That's like, where do you go? What hotel do you stay in? You exactly. know, what house do you buy? It's, 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 it's all the same. You need that advocate for you. And that's kind of really, you know, just like you, you're an advocate, you know, in the, you know, for somebody buying a house or selling a house I'm that yes, advocate sir. for somebody making that investment, you know, sometimes vacations or family vacations, 10 grand. Oh yeah. That's you know, three, yeah, three, four months of, of your mortgage. You know, or, or a month of taxes here in New York. <laughs> <laughs> That's why everybody's moving to Texas, mate. <laughs> I, I, and you, you, you know, you said that, and and I'm looking. I have a very good Come friend on. in Prosper. Uh, um, if it wasn't landlocked, I, I, I don't know. I've, I'm, I've grown up ten minutes from the ocean. You know, my whole life here on Long Island. We so. got, we got some oceans down here. <laughs> this, uh, yeah, there's the bay. Yeah, there's Galveston. We could, we could hook you up. Yeah, we're, 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 we're considering it. We'll, we'll see what happens here. We'll, we'll see what happens here in New York. We'll, we'll, we'll see what it's it's up to my wife my wife's making that final decision what, what we're gonna do she's i anybody any any man who doesn't say that the wife is in charge and, and pretends that the wife isn't the boss I, I mean i i pretend that she's you know she's not the boss but she's the boss i completely agree well we'll, we'll yeah. hook her up with some uh, we'll hook her up with some space down uh, down at galveston we'll get her on the water and uh, yeah. i've been here 20 years and um you know england uh, england obviously is uh, is home but texas has definitely become a, a, a bigger place for me than I ever thought it would. I love it here, and I, I don't see yeah. me uh, don't see me going anywhere else, man. It's uh, if, if only they they'd legalize weed, would be fine. Um, <laughs> it's probably coming. I mean, it's, it's pretty much legal, just about or or, or, or decriminalized. There you just go. Just about everywhere in in, in the in the country. So uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully it makes its way down there to you guys, or, or at least you know, like I said. If it's not legal, but they're not coming after you for it. You know? Yeah, yeah, I know they, they've got it in. Uh, they got it in Oklahoma now, and uh, the amount of uh, people that are uh, making money, like legally, legally, yeah. um, it's it's the biggest cash crop in California. I know that, and uh, it's, yeah. it's something to keep an eye on. Not that not that I use it, uh, obviously. Uh, that would be uh, that, that would be bad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But let's get uh, let's get back on uh, on topic here real quick. Um, I want to touch on one thing that I ask all my guests in in this uh, the Small Business Surgeon podcast, uh, Maddie. What is uh, what's one piece of advice that you would take and uh, you would share with any entrepreneur that's either starting out or uh, or struggling and facing a little bit of failure here? What's what's one piece of advice you'd give them? Uh, when it comes, well, when it comes to that, I would say number one, don't give up. You know, if, if 
if you're you're in it and your heart is in it, uh, I would definitely say not give up. One of the, you know, back to one of the struggles and one of my failures was, like I said, I had I had partnered with somebody and and not a true business partnership, but I had entrusted that person with basically all access to my business. And um, that person was somebody I knew for years. That person was somebody who started out, you know, I thought had my best interest, my family's best interest at heart and ended up completely behind my back, you know, stealing money, uh, stealing the money of clients, stealing the money of, uh, you know, hard-earned money of other advisors in my agency. And uh, it was a gut check. And I, I let my guard down. I thought I could trust this person. And I think everybody in business, you you want that person that you can trust. And that person gets close to you and you mm-hmm. feel that you can trust them. And then boom, you all of a sudden you're like, hey, there's a little bit of money missing. Hey, wait a second. Where's this? Hey, wait a second. This doesn't make sense. And then you're in denial. It's like, nah, there's no way that person's stealing something. from me. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, but, and, and back to the advice is, it's okay to trust. It's okay to um, and trust people, but you have to not be naive. And, and, and here I am coming from a background of, of, of working, you know, with, with good people and seeing bad people, you know, my, and, and growing up, you know, my dad was a police officer and always had that suspicion. And I was just like, ah, la, la, la. And there was no, there was, I, I let, I let my guard down. I, I shouldn't have. And, Dude, we've, we've uh, all got that story though. We've, yeah, we've all, we all got have. the story. And if we all listened to the advice of don't let your guard down, mm-hmm. you know, we would stop that story. But I, I think that's just, it's part of the, uh, the growing pains of being an entrepreneur because it, it's, it's a very lonely road at times of being a business owner. And, you know, even at times my wife looks at me and she's like, Matt, you've been at your computer since five o'clock this morning and it's now 10 PM. Are you going to like shower and take a break and do anything? And you know, the calls come in and, you know, the business has to go on and, and that's your name. It's your, it's your everything. It's your reputation. Mm-hmm. And when you're a true entrepreneur and, and it, you're, you've got everything invested in it, um, it it's that you can't fail. And, and do we fail? Of course we do. And there are failures. And, um, but I always say, you know, can continue that fight, continue to, if, if your heart is in it, and, and that's one thing, if your heart's not in it anymore, then you might as well give up. But if your heart's truly in it and you're, you're making the right decisions and maybe at times the, the, the market sucks or business sucks, whether it's because of COVID or a downturn in things, it, it's, it, it happens. You know, we, we go through these fluctuations, but um, I would definitely say keep your guard up and it's okay to trust. But, um, and also I, what I wish I would have done is had more of a, a vision and a plan on paper. Yes. That is one thing I wish I would have done from the get-go is this is my plan. This is how I'm going to execute it. You know, we, all of the big names in in business say, you know, put your plan on paper, execute it, Mm -hmm. write your goals down. Um, I've just started in the past couple of months. I have my daily goals. Uh, You know, one of the podcasts I listen to is, you know, is Jocko Willink, you know, he talks about, you know, uh, you know, write down, you know, what are you doing for the day? And if you have that plan, to execute throughout the day because I could get up in the morning and I could have 5 million things to do. And at the end of the day, I'll, I'll be on my way. I got nothing accomplished today. Oh. But if you have, <laughs> if, you, if you have that plan yeah. written out and, and granted you got stuff accomplished, but it's just like, I, I didn't get what I needed accomplished mm-hmm. for that day. And maybe some things can wait till tomorrow and so forth, but have that plan, have, have a roadmap almost, you know, like a, a map on, on paper of 
what in the world am I doing today, this week, this month? Where's my business going? What are my goals? Yeah. You know, if, if you asked me when I opened this business what my goals were, I'd be like, oh, I don't know. Make You're some going, money? So, so it's funny you touch on that point because that's super common. Um, and I see it a lot in the entrepreneurs that I work with is – their, their only goal is make some money. Their only goal is, is I've quit my job. I need enough to pay my bills. And then they, they look up 18 months later, and for the past 16 months in a row, they've paid their bills and nothing else. They've nothing yep. to show for it. They've no extra money. They've paid their bills. And that's I congratulate them. I say, well done. When you set out your goal is to pay your bills, and you've done that. You've succeeded. Now it's time to set some bigger goals. And, yeah. uh, and list out those things. So it's, uh, it's interesting you touch on that because uh, having, having a list of goals and breaking them down into manageable chunks and committing them to a calendar has been probably the most important thing that I've ever done uh, in my business yeah. too. So, uh, so well done for that. Um, all right, Maddie, we are fixing to, uh, to run into our time buffer here. Tell me real quick and tell the guys listening at home where they can get a hold of you and uh, how, they can, uh, how they can use your services, man. Uh, so the easiest way, uh, you can find me on social media, Maddie K. Um, uh, my, my social media on Facebook, Maddie K. El Capitan. That's a whole other story for a, a whole other podcast. Like that. <laughs> uh, but uh, the Matty K Travel Group, I'm on all forms of social media, the internet. Uh, using my services, uh, you get a hold of me. Uh, we put together a plan of where you want to go, how you want to do it, uh, your budget. And we make that vacation a reality if, if it's business, something business-wise or you want to put together you know, like, you know, your coaches that are out there and want to bring a group of people together. Uh, there's tons of options. Uh, think you know, clearing your head, you know, the waves crashing down in the background, you know, sitting around having a couple of adult beverages, uh, you know, without indulging too much, you know, some, some warm weather, some nice weather, some good food. And uh, it, it's, it's something that we specialize in. Uh, but very easily, you can find me on any form of social media, and I'm around to help out. Perfect. All right. And we will put your uh, details there in the show notes. All right, guys, uh, that's it for today's episode of The Small Business Surgeon. I want to throw a super, super, super strong thank you and shout out out to our guest today, uh, Mr. Matty Condrup of the Matty K Travel Group. You'll go check his stuff out. Matty, thank you for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate it. No, I really thank you so much for having me. I was, it was a great time sitting here and chatting with you. All right, guys, we will catch you all next Friday for Friday Fire. And uh, remember, if you want to get entered into the prize drawing to win a little bit of uh, small business surgeon swag, run on over to iTunes, hit the subscribe button, and drop us a review. We appreciate it. And uh, I will see you all next week on the Small Business Surgeon. This has been the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. If you made it this far, you clearly liked it. So go on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. This helps people find the show and spread the good word. Share it with friends and follow us at Small Business Surgeon on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you for your follow-up next week. The Small Business Surgeon was recorded at Texas Media Foundry in downtown Bryan, Texas. Check them out at txfoundry.com. Ooh, yeah.